Another massive explosion rocked the shipyard and knocked young Tom Crump to the deck. The world went silent, and all he could hear was the ringing in his ears. He looked up and saw the USS Arizona engulfed in a fireball. Sailors were in the water, trying desperately to escape the burning oil and debris. Japanese bombers were roaring overhead. Marines were screaming all around him, some firing up at the sky. A soft hand touched his shoulder. Tom looked up into the eyes of a young nurse. Her mouth was moving, but he still couldn't hear anything. She helped him up, and after some pointing and gesturing, Tom touched the back of his head. His hand came back covered in bright red blood. This podcast is about heroes in military and law enforcement. Some gave their service for America and served in the armed forces. Some have paid the ultimate sacrifice for our freedom, and others protected the local community and died in the line of duty. Our lives would be a whole lot different if it weren't for the hard work and sacrifice of these brave men and women. They could have gone on to live lives that were less dangerous. However, they dedicated themselves to your protection. If you ever have the pleasure of talking to one of them, they'll tell you, I'm not a hero, but I have the honor of walking beside a few. Others will say, the real heroes are those who didn't make it back home. This episode is dedicated to Sergeant Major Thomas Crump, World War II, Korean War, and Vietnam Wars. Thomas Crump was in the Navy Military Police, Naval Intelligence Unit, an infantryman, and a Marine recruiter. Thomas B. Crump was born in Tupelo, Mississippi on February 25, 1921, to James and Carrie Lee Meek Crump. He was the ninth of ten children and grew up on a cotton farm. On August 9, 1940, at the age of 19, Tom made one of the most important decisions of his life, to join the United States Marine Corps and become Private Crump. After completing basic training at Marine Recruit Depot in San Diego, he was assigned to the USS Saratoga, the largest ship in the world at that time, at 702 feet. In the fall of 1940, he transferred to Marine Barracks Navy Yard, Pearl Harbor, Hawaii. After a season there, he was one out of nine Marines selected to Navy Yard Police, Naval Intelligence Unit, under Commander Spears. This military police force would sometimes direct traffic, but would mostly be posted at the dry docks in Pearl Harbor, where the ships came in for repairs. On Sunday, December 7, 1941, at 4 o'clock a.m., Tom's shift started. He walked up to his post and stared out at the dark waters of the Pacific. It was just another shift, and he didn't expect anything to happen that day. At almost 8 o'clock, Tom was standing guard at the end of a gangplank right next to the USS Pennsylvania, directly across from Battleship Row, when the first bombs fell from Japanese bombers. As soon as explosions rocked the Pennsylvania, one of Tom's best friends was killed right next to him. When Tom realized what was happening, he could see multiple destroyers and ships engulfed in flames all around him. He then busied himself by preventing anyone from trying to enter the ships to save the sailors who were perishing on board. When the Japanese planes came in to bomb the ships, Tom could see the pilots just as plain as day. With his rifle, he took aim and shot at as many targets as he could. With the help of other Marines firing their weapons nearby, they were able to take down one of the Japanese planes. According to Tom in a 2003 interview, it was one of the most horrible days of my life. 
We never expected a thing to happen that day. And then, all of a sudden, all hell broke loose. We were some of the fortunate ones, having loaded weapons. On the Arizona, I could see some of the destruction the ship was taking. It's hard to describe a person's feelings when you could see people burning up in the water with oil trying to swim. It's terribly hard to pick up parts of bodies and put them in cars and then send them to the hospital. I don't believe they ever sorted the bodies out to tell who was who. You could look right down Battleship Row for my post. It was terrible, and I've often thought about that. There has been nothing in my life as drastic as Pearl Harbor. The only wound Tom received was from shrapnel in the back of his head. He was knocked down several times from explosions, but never realized he was bleeding until a nurse told him. After being relieved from his post at 6 o'clock p.m., Crump's officer in charge told him to go to the infirmary and get stitched up. In 1942, Crump was with the first wave of Marines who hit the beaches in Guadalcanal, one of the first Marine offensive battles in the Pacific. The Marines were well prepared and trained for the fight. Tom stated in an interview, Once you're on the beach, you're all on your own. You have your buddies to protect you from the side and the back and some up front, but you have to look out for yourself and your friends. We had to retake Henderson Field, an airstrip, three times within three months. Crump went on to fight in the battles of Bougainville and Peleliu, where some of the fiercest fighting took place on the Pacific Front. He was also in Okinawa following the war, and in 1945, he was transferred to Norfolk, Virginia, then to Washington, D.C., where he was assigned to the security of Admiral Chester W. Nimitz quarters. In 1947, he was transferred to Kodiak, Alaska, then to Attuck, Alaska. His follow-on assignments took him to Paris Island, South Carolina in 1948, Camp Pendleton, California in 1952, and Korea in 1953, where he saw combat again. Tom was promoted to the highest enlisted rank of the Marine Corps, Sergeant Major, in 1960. During the next 15 months of overseas duty, he would cover over 16,000 miles aboard five different ships. In 1964, the Marines would send Sergeant Major to a place he would call home for the rest of his life, Louisville, Kentucky, to serve as a recruiter. Even after retirement, the Corps would not be through with him. In 1967, he was fortunate enough to help open up one of the first junior ROTC programs in the U.S., at Seneca High School, New Jersey. It has been the longest running junior ROTC programs in the nation. This was one of his greatest challenges and most rewarding experiences. In 1970, after almost 30 years in the Marine Corps, Sergeant Major Crump retired, earning what few Marines had ever seen, a 30-year gold pin. The next 36 years saw Tom dedicate his talents to the real estate sales industry. On July 8, 2014, Sergeant Major Thomas Crump died at Oak Lawn Nursing and Rehab Center, surrounded by a group of veterans and family. Tom left behind a devoted wife of 32 years, Ida Amy Crump, his granddaughter Kara Fotts, and many other friends. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Remember My Name podcast. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, please contact me at RememberMyNamePodcast at gmail.com. You can also find me on Instagram at RememberMyNamePodcast and Twitter at RMNPodcast. So take a moment and remember this name, Thomas Crump. Thomas Crump.